Welcome to the Vinyl Crawl, your bi-weekly podcast about beer and vinyl records. I'm your host, Alan Miller, and joined today, as most days, I have Matt Peppercorn. Hello. Hey there, Matt. Hello. So, we're recording this the week of Thanksgiving. Yep. And Record Store Day is going to... Record Store Day Black Friday, I the guess, Black is... Black Friday the, edition. The smaller, more or less known Record Store Day. That's the thing. It's like so many people come in the shop and they're like, Record Store Day? It's like they're not... Wasn't that in April? Yes, it was. But yeah. this is the... You don't know what it is. The, the cousin, the long-lost sister... The end of the year cash grab. <laughs> That's too strong. <laughs> I need to back away a little bit. That's little a little record too strong. Store day. Yeah, a little too strong on that one. But you know, there's some fun releases this year, so I'm not gonna knock it too bad. Well, and you know, honestly, from a shop standpoint, I will say this. It is cool to have the a mini record store day on Black Friday, which traditionally in the past has been a mall slash big box right. type chain thing it gives people a reason to come to the record store when they might be shopping for gadgets and all other kind of bullshit on black friday true gives them a reason to go to the record shop yeah and it helps the small businesses out in each city yeah and you know if you've got a spouse that wants to go do any other kind of shopping have them drop you off at at the record, at the store. record store male female we don't discriminate don't we're all yeah. good record yeah. store shoppers there yes but uh so let's go through the beer we're drinking because that's that's the easiest thing yeah um this is a beer from single cut brew smiths out of new york city that i picked up when i was on vacation in massachusetts it's called long name does anybody remember laughter ipa which is a hilarious reference <laughs> to Robert Plant on Song Remains on Led Zeppelin's Song Remains the Same when he's singing Stairway to Heaven, he just out of nowhere when he says the word laughter. Yeah. He says, Does anybody remember laughter? And it's one of the weirdest parts of the song. Uh, but it's hilarious and I'm glad they use that as a name because yeah. it's absolutely hilarious. Great label too. So the the write up about the beer before we get into the taste is it is a IPA that uh, it says a herbal <laughs> Her herbal dank resin galore intertwined with a liberal helping of pineapple. I kind of get that a little I bit. I get that. Stone fruit and mild spice, very mild spice, yeah. and a citrus finish, which it definitely has. Yeah. I like this, though. It says smooth, soft malt won't put a bustle in your hedgerow, so don't be alarmed now. <laughs> <laughs> like, just for that, I love this beer so much. Yes, and it's even better that it tastes great it is amazing it is one of the best ipas we've ever had dank is a good word to put in there because it is (laughs) very dank it's also really high on the ibu scale it's got like 122 ibus which is the hop intensity i think is is what that means it's only a 7.2 percent which is it's nice yeah not too uh, too harsh on the alcohol now at first first uh sip it like I told you, it reminded me of zombie dust a little bit. Yeah, it's it's like a milder, gentler zombie dust. Yeah. No, not, not so much spice. But we both love zombie dust, too. So I'm not taking away from zombie dust at all. But oh, if no. I had to choose, I would take this over zombie dust. I, I think the mellow finish to it yeah. makes it so good. I love to drink them side by side. I don't know if your palate would allow it. I don't know either. Because <laughs> it's a try. lot of hops it on is. there. It is. It is. But 
one thing that is kind of funny about it is you do see a lot of like material floating yeah. in the beer. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's cause it's hopped so much that it's got some packed into the beer, but every now and then I'll grab one that has like little pieces floating around. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the purpose is, but it tastes fine. Yeah. I don't think it's skunked. I think it's supposed to be there. Right. But yeah, well, it's, you, you just got it too. I mean, yeah, I just got it about a month or so ago, but totally, it is absolutely one of the best beers. And I, I've got another bottle of um, single cut, and I think the other one's called single cut IPA. Cool. So we'll do that on a yeah. future podcast too. Awesome. Um, it says that it's created from our brewmaster's recipe honed to perfection with an entirely original combination of P&W hops. Do you know you ever heard of P&W hops? I have not. Totaling 122 IBUs. Um, yeah, these these are these are awesome, awesome beers. This is great. I couldn't be happier. This is one of the yeah. best beers I've gotten from New England, which says a lot because there were a lot of great beers out of New there England. There were. Yeah, you're right there. And as far as a album we're going to talk about, we're not going to talk about one single album. We're just going to kind of talk about Record Store Day a little yeah. bit. Yep. There's Specifically this one coming up. Plenty of good stuff coming out. Um, so you you were more familiar. There's this release that we both got excited by. Yeah. The Crazy Jazz Christmas. What's it called? What's the actual title? Jazz uh jazz dispensary holiday treats right on candy red vinyl which we determine is just red vinyl it's just red vinyl it's a it's lighter not, red vinyl it's not yeah. dark but um it says take a trip on santa's sleigh through 10 tracks of the choicest holiday vibrations now i'll say this we skipped around we put it on the table yeah and we skipped around tracks it's already got a 10 out of 10 yeah <laughs> very easily uh, you know of course, we know Booker T and the MGs. Right. Classic. But then, you know, the Jive Turkeys, Get Down Santa, Electric Jungle, Funky Funky Christmas. I'll tell you the little bits that I was hearing, because I'm not as familiar with a lot of these tracks, but the few that I heard, it's like if the Meters did a Christmas album. Yeah. Like, this is really funky stuff. I. Why do you think they're calling it Jazz Dispensary? Well... It does have Pharaoh Sander, Sanders on it. Okay. And Kenny Burrell. Um, Rotary Connection. I think that's more of an R&B group. But it, you know, it's got that jazz funk. It's definitely R&B. harder on the funker side. Yeah. Like, they're on the funkier side than jazz to me. Yeah. Anyways. From but, a t- total package, it's it, to me, it's a, it's a five star. Yeah, you know, it's and apparently they have other albums like it yeah. says also available Soul Diesel, Purple Funk, OG Kush, and Astral Traveling. The uh, a couple of those came out last Record Store Day, I Did believe. They? Okay, and I didn't really, I didn't check them out. But this one, you know, the cover we were talking about the cover. It's is crazy. Killer. It's all these those like little, psychedelic gummy bears. Yeah, and the gummy bears are glossy, but the jacket itself, the background, is a red matte finish. And that's all it is. No title, no song titles or anything. No. You know, you it's have a great package though. Like yeah. It's, you have the cool OB strip. Yep. That, uh, I've noticed that's it. making a big comeback too. the OB strip. I'm seeing it on a lot of releases yeah. now, which is fine. It's just kind of a pain in the ass to put into like sleeves and stuff, but true. It, 
it's cool because it's cool, you though. can you can do more art with your album cover and not have to worry about band name and all that yeah. stuff. You can just do the the full art on it. True. But this is a great release. I think if it you know if you're even slightly into Christmas music. And even yeah. more if you're into funk and jazz, pick it up. Do it. It's great. And that's the cool thing about the Black Friday record store day is they do put out a lot of Christmas. Well, not a lot. A but handful they have of some. Christmas stuff. Is um is Run DMC? Run DMC Picture Disc yeah. is coming out. Um, they did the Wynton Marcellus Jazz at Lincoln Center, right. which is a picture disc, but it's like a Christmas tree picture disc, yeah. I think. So, you know, and it's pretty. I saw that when that came yeah, in. It's, it's, it's really cool. nice. Um, but you know, if you like Christmas music, it's definitely some good stuff. But out you there. mean you were both in that category of oh, really yeah. enjoying Christmas yeah. music. And I, and this stuff, like the jazz dispensary one, that's the stuff that we really dig off the beaten path. Cause when somebody goes, Oh man, I don't like Christmas music. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you remember we had a used copy in the shop. I, I bought it, um, of reggae Christmas. Yeah, that had the big like Christmas tree, but it was all buds on the right. on the cover. It's like a big, yeah, you know, a big marijuana Christmas tree thing. That was such a good Christmas album, yeah. but it's kind of great and terrible at the same time because it's really like one long dub track through the whole thing, right? With just different people coming in and singing over like the dub mix going yeah. on. So it's not. But that's the kind of Christmas album I love because yeah. it's so non-traditional. It's not being Crosby and, and Nat King Cole and Sinatra and all that. It's like really interesting Christmas music. What's just, just on the topic of Christmas albums, what is your favorite off the beaten path Christmas album? Oh, geez. Um, well, I've got the Flat Duo Jets Christmas, which is pretty off the beaten path. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Um, let's see. What else are my go-to Christmas? You know, every year, I mean, you always talk about the, the funk and soul Christmas comps. Oh, those are great. Yeah. One, those are great. There's two, I think. There's but, three now. Oh, is there three? Okay. Yeah. The funk and soul. Santa's got a brand new bag. Funk and soul Christmas. Those are killer. Um, because it's just all that great. I, Daptone that, likes to, and yeah. Daptone. Sharon Jones. Oh my God. I'll be spinning the shit out yeah. of that this year. Yep. And the, uh, of course the James Brown Christmas albums. I love too. Yeah, we both bought the Daptone one, right? Yeah. You've got a copy of that too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we fucking 2016, man. Yeah. Like we were, Oh man. You know, and I think that's one that the Sharon, Sharon Jones passing is one that hits record store people really hard because we all have loved mm-hmm. Sharon Jones and Daptone so much. Yeah. Cause it's always catered to us. Like they put out releases that look old school. The wax is always nice. The mixing and the mastering is always great. Every Daptone release, you know, is going to be pretty solid. Yeah. And they always keep them affordable. Always. Too. They're like always. $19.99 or something like that. Yeah. But that, you know, the Budos band stuff. I mean, it, that. and it's just, it's going to be, it's going to put a hole in the vinyl circle or the vinyl spectrum to not see a Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings album come out every year or two. Yeah. Cause we've, you know, we've always had it. True. So that's, that's just a sad one. Yeah. But if you've got the Christmas album or if you don't have it buy a copy, cause it's good too. True. It's really good. Yeah, It is good. It's got the, is it the 12 days of Hanukkah that's on that one? Yeah. 
Uh, or 10 Days of Hanukkah or and something like what's that. What's the chimney song on there? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, The Ghetto Ain't Got No Chimney or something <laughs> like no that. Ain't No Chimneys in the Ghetto. Ain't No Chimneys in the Ghetto. That's yeah. a great song, too. Yeah. I really enjoy that one a lot. Um, you know, the one that's off the wall that I usually play every year, either when I'm putting up the tree or just decorating the house, is that A Merry Christmas punk compilation. Oh. It's like a punk and oh, alt no, rock I'm compilation. Of the psychedelic one. No, this one was one that I picked up in the Twin Cities when I was record shopping in Minnesota. And there's two volumes of it, but I only found the first one. But it's called A Merry, a Merry Christmas, I think is the name of it. Yeah. And it's all local, like Minnesota, Midwest, punk and alt-rock alt bands doing Christmas songs with like a couple of like Screaming Jay songs thrown in for yeah. good measure. But that's a great, that's cool, weird off-the-wall kind of comp that I like to put on. Yeah. And the like Sufjan Stevens stuff, I love that too. His his Christmas music was incredible. Yeah, I don't have cool. the big silver and the gold box. box set. Yeah, I'd like to have it at some point in time, but I haven't ever scrounged up enough money to take some cash. <laughs> it's a big box. It's, it's a, a big, big box. box what other ones are like your go-tos? Like if you're decorating in the house, what do you normally put on? Um, well, I always have to play the Bob Dylan one just so I can hear uh, "Must Be Santa Claus." Ah, yeah, that's just a fun tune. For me um i've got a psychedelic one too that's pretty wild i can't remember what it's called but it came out about three or four years ago and it's on white vinyl but it's like a psychedelic christmas yeah and it's all this weird i think we've played that before like when me and you have been djing i, I think, think you so. brought that out 60s and yeah. garagey stuff because you remember the last like the last DJ gig we did together was at a well, not the last, but one of the oh, last big ones we did together. That Christmas was, was the Christmas one last year, <laughs> yeah. where we were underdressed. It was a really expensive gala type function. I don't know. I had my Grateful Dead sweater on. Yeah, and I, I had a Christmas like, sweater. I think I, I had a modern say. vinyl ugly sweater or something. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, I just I remember playing the uh, Star Wars. Uh, R2-D2 no, or what would a Wookiee <laughs> yeah what do you buy a Wookiee for Christmas right. when he already has a comb uh, the Ventures one oh, is man. a go to for Isn't me yeah. that one's so much fun the Booker T is too and uh, Soul Christmas every year man you gotta do the Atco Soul Christmas yeah that one um, oh geez Jimmy Smith Oh yeah, sixty-four. That is a good Christmas. one. That one's killer too. Yeah, I, I love Christmas albums. Yeah, you know why can't every day be like Christmas? Elvis said it best. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what else are you looking forward to for a record store day? Getting back to that. Um, well, for me personally, yeah, obviously the Grateful or the Jerry Garcia Reflections album. That one, um, I'm looking forward to that Dennis Coffee soul album yeah so what's the dennis coffee what's that one all about um he's like a detroit soul kind of motown type thing um i don't know a, a whole lot about him and i think it's like late 60s but he did some stuff into the early 70s and stuff but i think it was just kind of niche soul stuff yeah but i've heard a few of his albums but that one was coming out so my curiosity was peaked how about the big star? Was that one one that that? Yeah, which I'll listen to that. It's the um, it's, is it third? 
Yeah, it's third, but it's what the demos from the compilation that came out. This is like the first disc of it. it w- yeah. It was like a three disc set or something like that. I've noticed they've really been hitting the big star stuff really heavy during record store day. They have. For the last year and a half, two years. I mean, there was a test pressing a third. Yeah. Um, there was the uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's right. This uh, is Alex seven Chilton. Inch, or seven ten inch. inch. Ten inch. Ten inch. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, last record store day, well, the record store day in April, they had the Columbia, Columbia University or whatever live recording. Let us not forget the Bob and Doug McKenzie. You the know, 12 days of Christmas. I was listening to a friend of mine's <laughs> podcast. The uh, I'll, I'll plug it because it's a good podcast. It's called From and Inspired By. And he was discussing that like, so I think they pressed a thousand of these or maybe 1,500. Yeah. But why? Because <laughs> one, you can buy that Bob and Doug McKenzie album for 75 cents on Discogs all day. Yeah. I think he was saying like in shrink it's like five bucks yeah (laughs) so anybody that wants that album already has that album so this is a picture disc man you get to see them spinning on your turntable okay so let's (laughs) so let's that's a great point you know it's a picture disc who under 38 years old knows who bob and doug mckenzie are yeah don't you think a better release would have been cheech and chong's uh, Santa Claus and his old lady. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody knows Cheech and Chong. Yeah. I mean, the Bob and Doug McKenzie has two things working against it. A, it's from SCTV. So it's Canadian. It's not even really American. Yeah. It didn't get a ton of play down here. They do play it on the radio every year. Like most radio stations play Mm -hmm. the, the I play it on my Christmas show for dead air, but, but you play it one time, you hear it one time a year and that's all you really need to so what are you going to do? Buy this and play it and go, oh, that's cool, and file it away. Right. I just don't see it being something people are going to pick up. I'm more interested in the Rudy Ray Moore Christmas. Yeah. This ain't no white Christmas. <laughs> My God. That is a, that's some album art that's saying something. Yeah. He is not like, he's he's putting it all out there. He's not hiding anything. He always put it out there. <laughs> Every bit of it. All right. Enough Christmas stuff, right? There's just a lot of Christmas There's a lot stuff. Of Christmas every, stuff. Every Black Friday record store day has plenty of Christmas stuff. Yeah. I'll talk for a second about uh, one of my most longed after releases, which is the Jerry Goldsmith Chinatown yeah. soundtrack. Um, I, first point is that I love it because it's really cool jazz. It's a really even soundtrack that has lots of interesting pieces. It, it's not a lot of like atmospheric filler. There's a lot of full pieces in it, which is always a plus for a soundtrack. You know, a lot of times you'll get stuck in a mode where they're just little cues from the movie and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, can we get to the main theme again? But this has got tons of little pieces that are all songs that can stand on their own. Right. So that's why I like Chinatown so much. And plus it's brand new cover art. Mm-hmm. It comes with a poster. Um, it's on uh, Light in the Attic, so you know it's going to be a good press. Light in the Attic, man. Mad props to this. What have guys. they ever done that hasn't been excellent? The Betty Davis reissues. Check those out. Great stuff. I mean, they are one of my favorite labels. They're kind of, they remind me a lot of a more mainstream Finders Keepers where yeah. they picked stuff that's not 
super widely available, but it's just enough that people know what it is when they release yeah. it. I, I really, I dig everything they do. They did Heartworn Highways too, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Was that right. right in the attic? Yeah, it was. So good. But that's one that I'm looking forward to. Do you do you know Chinatown very well? Have you I listened do. to it? Yeah, yeah. And that's a great example of like what Record Store Day should be. It's a, is a release like that. Yeah. You know, you're not just reissuing, a, I don't know, I'm trying to think. The, they're reissuing the Turtles greatest hits or something yeah. like that for record store day. What, those, those boggle my mind. That has understand. no business being a record store day release. No. Now they can reissue it and it sure. can be out there, but why that just takes up space. In a and bed. if you're going to reissue something like that, nothing against the turtles. I'm no, not, not at all. Turtles. But if you're going to reissue something like that, my opinion is you do a one, 140 gram, you do a single sleeve non gatefold, and you sell it for sixteen or eighteen dollars max. Yeah. You don't gouge on the turtles. Right. So I, how how much is this one going to run this year? Do you know how much they're charging for the turtles? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's at least twenty bucks, at least. It's probably twenty four ninety nine. But there have been a few of those like that where I mean, you know I had a big problem with. It's kind of like the uh, the Springsteen deal when they started reissuing all that Springsteen that you could find for five was five to ten bucks a pop easy. It's a similar situation to that. Probably not to the extent of that because that was kind of ridiculous because they did the reissue on Record Store Day, well, which was a big problem. And I get that, I guess, because Columbia does that reissue series like they did it with Aerosmith too. And yeah. they release them on Record Store Day and it's not really RSD limited. It's a first release Record Store Day. But it's a Day. first release. But oh, it muddies the waters of it Record does. Store Day. And here again, it takes up space. Yeah. So just release those as a vinyl Tuesday. Yeah, especially if you know people are going to buy them, just put them out there. Don't don't try yeah. to don't try to do a first run deal. But um, are there any others that you're really looking forward to? Um, how about I'm, how about the Dylan uh, Royal Albert Hall? What yeah, you, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> of course, how many copies of Royal I mean, Albert Hall do you have? Right. Yeah, exactly. There's if we go in the shelf here at the bar there's probably four boots over there in the d's got a well-stocked vinyl yeah. bar here um you know there's stuff that i'm curious about like that afghan wigs black love yeah is cool um the otis Redding, the live at the whiskey Go-Go. i feel like the otis is going to be a big seller this year I, f- I think a lot of people are going to be looking for it I did see an Ornette Coleman as well. Yeah, there's an Ornette Coleman. I'm not sure about that. I, I don't know much about it, so I, I can't really have an opinion on it because I just don't know much about it. Another I, I one. I love Ornette Coleman, but I just yeah. don't know what release well, this and is. There's always a lot of cool jazz yeah. that comes out. You know, I think there's a Ben Webster also. Um, there's your traditional Zappa release, your Hendrix release. Must have Hendrix and Zappa. Yeah, must have. Um, and... The other thing that I thought was kind of cool, and it seems kind of niche though, and maybe kind of classic Rocky, but that uh, I think it's live in '82, maybe. This Dickie Betts, Chuck oh, LaBelle, yeah. Jimmy Hall, and uh, I don't know, one of the other guys from the Almonds. But that's like um, one of the first post Almond Brothers breakup well, that's releases. Really interesting. That's, that's, like, that's cool. an interesting release. Yeah, and I always felt Jimmy Hall's kind of under. Yeah. You know, underrated. You Underappreciated. Know, definitely. And he's, he's very a piano soulful. player, right? 
No, he's uh, harmonica, sax, oh, harmonica. wet willy. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, but he also, anytime Jeff Beck tours and needs a vocalist, he calls Jimmy Hall. That's right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I'll I'll talk about one that you're probably not going to agree with me on. Actually, I'll tell you right now, you won't agree with me on it. But the Underworld soundtrack. <laughs> <It's> kind of, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna show my age versus your age right now, probably. <laughs> But I'm really excited about the Underworld soundtrack because that that came out when I was just graduating high school. Probably maybe a little bit after I graduated high school, 01 or 2000, I guess. Um, but Perfect Circle, David Bowie, a lot of um, a lot of that new metal that wasn't necessarily all bad. Yeah, is on there. There's a lot of like remix stuff. The David Bowie song is pretty awesome. It's I think it's remixed by Danny Loner, which he played Nine Inch Nails, yeah. you know, worked with Trent Reznor and all that. Um, it's a really interesting release though because it's one of those that has never had a vinyl release, which is what you want for record yeah, store day. Yeah, that's true. You want you want new vinyl releases. Yeah, is that what got you in the soundtracks? <laughs> no, it wasn't Underworld. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't. You know that story. It was Ghostbusters. Natural it's always, Born Killers. Yeah, it wasn't. Lost Highway. Although I did love all of those. I did love all of those. Lost Highway got me into jazz. Funny enough. I learned that I like jazz from Lost Highway. That's a pretty good soundtrack, though. It's wild. Yeah. You know, and and, um, Music on Vinyl actually just put it out as a... It's got its official... (laughs) Official release. (laughs) Or or it's a USA release. Yeah. Actually, UK only. Oh, that's right. It it's is UK, UK only right now. So you have two imports. That. I reached out to Music on Vinyl to try to get a review copy of that, actually, because I told them how much I loved it, but they said, no, nah, can't do it. UK only. So, oh. Ah, man. But they said they'd love to if they could. So that that was enough. They've always... I can't say anything bad about Music on Vinyl. They've always been really good to me with review copies for things like that Dylan Empire burlesque. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, ministry with sympathy that came from music on vinyl Ooh. i learned to like it i didn't really know it and learned yeah. to like it after listening to it but mm. i digress getting off rsd yeah um d- does mov have any releases coming out for rsd uh, they normally do i don't think so they normally put one or two out yeah i think uh it's kind of cool that tsol do you know that band i yes revenge i, I do know them i don't actively listen to them yeah but i have heard them in, in the I've, past yeah i used to that was kind of interesting um i feel like that's something you'd have probably really dug when he was in like school yeah i did yeah yeah that hit and run was the album after that but here again i have a copy of it already right so, so who's their target market i don't know that's a good question that that was somewhat of a head scratcher i saw it and i was like oh that's cool yeah but you know who's gonna pay 22 bucks, 25 bucks for it. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. One. Um, what we, do you think about, um, I'll run this one over to you. I don't know it cause I've never listened to it, but what, what do you think about the Popeye soundtrack? I don't with, know. With man. Harry Nilsson. That's kind of weird. Um, you know, like the whole soundtrack thing is big for it's record huge. store day. It's huge. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, do you even recall anything about the movie? Like, do you recall the music at all? No. I don't either. At all. Yeah. I mean, I really want to listen to it, but then again, I don't know if I want to spend 
25 dollars yeah. for the popeye soundtrack how rare is the soundtrack it's not yeah i think you can still get it for pretty cheap can i get a bundle on the with the bob and doug <laughs> mckenzie and the popeye soundtrack can i combine shipping on that record store day bundles <laughs> yeah um you know and i don't know what do you think about the star wars picture disc and that's like a because that's got the dude liam uh from hamilton Oh yeah. no, Lynn Manuel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lynn uh, Manuel. So sorry, my daughter's not here to correct me. <laughs> so I, I don't know what to think about that because isn't it like an EDM kind of Star Wars thing? Yeah. I, I don't just, know. I'm sure somebody wants it, but I just it's I don't, Star Wars. I'm more of the like Christmas in the Stars Star Wars kind of <laughs> fan where I want to hear, you know, R two D two do Christmas songs yeah. and C three PO do Christmas songs and you were talking about the Jocko too being a. Standout. I think the Jocko is going to be a big deal. I really do, just because I think there's enough jazz people out there that really enjoyed the documentary. Yeah. Which I don't know how, but I haven't fucking seen it yet. Yeah. Have you I, seen it? No. God I damn it! I don't know. We need why to sit down and watch it. I know. I, you know, I just I don't know why it's escaped me. I keep beating myself up over because I'm like I should. You know, I love Jocko growing up. I haven't I watched that documentary, but yeah, I think there's enough old school weather report fans and stuff to really buy that and enjoy it. Yeah. And Jocko's great. So yeah, you know, it's going to be solid. It's going to be funky. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a big seller. Also, yeah. it seems like they only pressed maybe a couple thousand or a thousand, maybe a yeah. couple, two, 3000, but regardless, I think it's going to sell. It's going to be one of those that they're, I don't feel like they're going to repress. Yeah. It'll just Probably be a not. one and done kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Lee was excited about the Erica Badu. The Erica Badu looks great. It looks cool. Packaging is I mean, stellar. On you it. know, the last few Erica Badu albums have had great cover art like that. That's true. There was the uh, that the new America. America. Yeah. Oh my god. And that album, it's fire. Yeah. I mean, everything she does is fire for the most part. Yeah. I can't think of an album of hers that I didn't like. I mean, and yeah. I know people are gonna want that. They're, yep. they're going to want it because the cover art's amazing. Yeah. And it's and got I, the whole, but you can't use my phone deal on the right. front. Well, it's never been on vinyl. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it's, I think that's going to be a big sell for people. Um, I know it looked awesome when I saw the cover on it. Yeah. Yep. So what um, else are you thinking? Let me take a look at the list. Uh, you got your, your traditional Ramones. There's an Iggy Pop. Yeah. That type of stuff. They cover, and then, what do you think, like, there's an Allison Chan, that facelift live? I think there'll be some guys come out of the woodworks be, for that one. It's probably know, a really good album, too, more than likely. Any of that 90s stuff, always. But, you know, we've talked about this. Why are they not reissuing the shit out of 90s grunge? That grunge stuff barely came out on vinyl back then. I'll say it again, <laughs> and go ahead and laugh out there. I think we talked about it in April for Record Store Day. Fucking Hootie and the Blowfish. The Fucking first Hootie album. And, why? I don't want to buy it. You don't want to buy it. Somebody wants to buy it. But there's there are thousands of Some people. kid's mom that's in their shop and wants to buy it. Right, exactly. I mean, that to me. You stick that shit next to Third Eye Blind, you got yeah. two sales right there. <laughs> don't forget the cranberries. <laughs> don't forget the cranberries. No doubt. Um, and also. Listen, ain't no need to argue about <laughs> it. Put them right next to each other. While I'm at it. <laughs> Garth Brooks, 
I mean, if if we're going, if we're hoeing out, he just out, put out a fucking ten CD collection yeah. at Target. So why not put some vinyl out too? Rope <laughs> the goddamn wind and stick that record on the shelf. <laughs> right. You know, hell, give us the Chris Gaines. Um, that would be a tougher sell. That'd be a hard. That didn't even sell back then. But no, seriously, I mean, there's a there's an artist that would sell some records if that's what they want to do. But I'm gonna talk about a real problem with RSD though. The kinks reissues. Oh lord! They gotta, they gotta ease up on those seven inches, because they're just not. I know I eased up on them. <laughs> yeah, they're not. <laughs> that was a terrible phrase, but they're not like they're not moving. Nobody wants it. Well, you know, put out put out Muscle Hillbillies. Sure, that's great. Put out Village Green for a record store day. But put out something. Muscle Hillbillies was like thirty four ninety. It was really expensive. It was, but it was a nice you know, package. It was, but. Give us goddamn Village Green for record store day. Lola though. versus the Power Man. Give us Lola versus Power Man. I don't, I can't understand why they don't. Yeah. Why? They look cool. The EPs are cool. Yeah. But, but nobody, at least at least for us at our shop, maybe they sell somewhere else. I don't know. But you see an awful lot for of For fuck's them. sake, don't give us like just Ray Davies songs or just Dave Davies songs because those don't. Yeah. Like, we don't need just single artist songs, but... I... You know, there's... I do feel like... I know a lot of people give Black Friday Record Store Day a lot of grief because it's it seems like it's a, you know, last ditch to sell some records at the end of the year. And they don't think the lineup's as good as April, which it's not as... It's not supposed it's to not be. It's not as much as April. Right. But there's a lot of really cool stuff. It's kind of solid, honestly. You look at it um, from a standpoint I mean, I, of the jazz stuff. Even, and, even something like Kickstart My Heart, as silly as it is, people are going to buy that. Okay, maybe it's not as strong. but You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, like, but you know, I somebody's have... Somebody's going to want that. I have a hard time with those uh, side-by-side, yeah. seven inches they do. Some... Are okay. I think but. the um, I, I I just think there's there's interesting stuff like this the Vitamin String Quartet doing Radiohead. That's an interesting yeah. release. That's cool to do. That Electric Wizard. Yeah, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about that as being one they're looking forward yep. to. Um, what about the Timothy Leary. <laughs> you know, we were talking about the. <laughs> That's Tim Leary. just weird enough. There'll be people wanting that. You know, we. We normally sell out of those psychedelic compilations well yeah. enough on Record Store Day. Somebody's going to want Timothy Leary. And that's the real deal right that's there. the real deal, man. Um, what did you think about that Yardbirds release? That was kind of neat, that's right? That's kind of cool, Birdland? yeah. Yeah. That's that's an interesting release that it is. you can't really find used that Well, and that's a great example of what Record Store Day should be. Yeah. 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 Do you know much about the Soundgarden one? I don't. I don't either. I don't. I kind of forgot to read up on it, but you know, it's been so much Soundgarden-y stuff coming out between Temple of the Dog and Bad Motorfinger reissues. I feel like there'll be people looking for that Eric Church. Oh, that'll be huge. You know, we'll, I we'll think. sell all that. You know, um, Kink Sleepwalker. Ah, no. You know, we always keep it in used bins. Two ninety nine, yo. Yeah. Um, I think the. Uh, what was the other one that I was looking at? I think that disclosure might be a sleeper hit. Oh yeah, the Moog for Love. Yeah, I think that might be a, a sleeper hit because just enough people know about disclosure and like them. 
backwards would be a good hit. But I don't know. I'm excited for it. What I think, about the uh, fun. the Mouseketeers? The, it was cool just to yeah. see it, but who knows about the Mickey Mouse Club? I think, honestly, there's your Disney fan base, the people that go to Disney World and all that right. stuff all the time. We're a little too far away from that to, to really hit, I think, Yeah, for where our shop is. But, you know, they have done some cool kid stuff in what the, about, the last um, one. What about the South Park one? Did you order any of that? The one yeah. on, on brown-scented vinyl? How could you not? So the first person that buys them, we're going to have to get them to open it so we yeah. can see if it actually smells like shit or not. <laughs> Because I'm really curious. I'm just absolutely curious if it actually does. Yeah. I mean, that. I think that one would be a decent seller. Yeah. It's still in that. I mean, it gets replayed every year. True. True. And it's just fun enough to actually put on every now and then. Yeah. But brown scented vinyl. Do you brown. think they actually managed to make records smell like shit? I hope so. <laughs> we got to that point. I hope so. How is it not Gigi Allen that had the first record that smelled like shit? Because he's dead. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like back <laughs> in the day, like how did he not make one that smelled like shit? And there's your traditional Stones release too. Oh, what are they putting out this year? Uh, a couple of tracks from that new blues album that's coming out in a couple of weeks. So off off RSD, have you listened to any of the tracks off of it yet? No, I've just seen the video teasers. I'm kind of hyped about it, honestly. I, you know what? I, I like hearing the Stones saying they're going to go back to basics. At this point in their career, they've done everything they can do. So, hey, they go back and record it supposedly live over, what, a couple of days or something? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't know Why enough not? about it. Why not? Well, they've been really great. They've been really terrible. So I'm just begging for something to be in the middle. They've never been really terrible. They've been kind of bad. They're the stones, man. They, they had when were a, they really terrible? I think that Bridges to Babylon and music sucked. And even that like Voodoo period, Lounge, though. Voodoo Lounge was good, really good. Or maybe it's Steel Wheels that I'm thinking of. Steel Wheels had redeeming qualities. I listened to Dirty Work the other day, and I thought, man, this isn't as bad as I remember it. Black and blue. Eh, I smell a podcast coming. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm just looking for i'm looking for listenable stones at this point because their last their last few things really haven't done much for me yeah that's true that's it's fair because i love the stones oh yeah how can you not the bangles too people are looking forward to that have we <laughs> have we had any bangles releases for no. record store day and honestly, we'll give the Bangles their 120 seconds. Um, the band handpicked all of this material. Hmm. It's, uh, I think, the, the first EP, which ironically we have in the bins at the store. Really? Yeah. The original label and all that stuff. It's pretty rare, but uh, and it's good. But they that's on there, and then outtakes and live stuff, I think. I think that's cool. That's a yeah. cool release. Yeah, that's a record store day release. Yeah. Um, and then I think we mentioned the Ramones. Uh, the other uh, blue stuff that Paul Butterfield. That could be interesting. That yeah. could be cool. The Muddy Waters could be cool, even though it's a reissue. 
it's nice packaging. They do a good job with it. I would just, I would love to see more nineties grunge come out for record store day. Yeah. I would love to see more eighties alt rock come out for record store day. You know, like give us hell, give us an REM reissue. Give us, or well, go all that with, stuff's been reissued. It's true. Though. Or go into the nineties, give us like monster and shit like that for a reissue. They haven't yeah, done that one. That would be cool. Yeah. Or, I feel like they're getting the monster yeah. though. They just did green. 25th anniversary. Like, um, or fuck, give us some kind of weird Jesus Mary Chain release or something. Just give us something, something interesting. I don't know. Yeah. There's gotta be stuff. Where's in the there. church? Fucking reissue. I mean, oh, seriously man. though, like they could reissue starfish, right? Yeah. That would be the only one they need to. True. That's true. Fair enough. I mean, but reissue starfish because it's an awesome album. Reissue smithereens. I would go for that. Yeah, but see, you could get that for three ninety nine all day. Maybe that's too. maybe that's the. Point I don't know. There. There's there's cool stuff. Um, or the Pogues, fucking put out the Pogues on. Yeah, on never vinyl. see Pogues vinyl. XTC. Yeah, goddamn. Uh, Go through the list on XTC and start right. issuing it. Yeah, true. I think there's a market for that stuff. Yeah, especially the uh, that last XTC album. It needs a reissue. Something fierce. None such. Oh yeah, it needs a reissue. Yeah, something true. fierce, true, because it goes for stupid money online. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of good stuff out there. Yeah, I, that you, that you could get into. I I understand their need to do like little campy release releases and stuff because it's fun, and it's fun to look at when you come in. Like hell, I bought I bought the fucking Werewolves of London picture disc, and I don't give two shits about listening to that song. But, but it, it was so cool because cool. it had the werewolf yeah. art on the front and back. Yeah. So I understand the the gimmick for that. But, right. Or like Barbarella. Like, there's a Barbarella picture disc. Yeah. Okay. Who's playing that? Who's playing it? There's somebody going to put it on a wall and look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. That's that's your prerogative to do that. But we need a better balance of like actual, you know, cool music to listen to versus like gimmicky kind of things yeah well okay so how do you think this record store day rates in the black friday i guess you can't compare it to oh like i would but like if we were doing like out of 10 i'd give this like a solid six and a half or something yeah i was like thinking it's a, seven it's, it's a hair above mid mid it's mid-grade. pretty good for it seems like there are the right amount of releases there's not that over saturated yeah but and we have enough for everybody. We haven't had like a solid eight or nine record store day in years. And it's years been though. a little while. We're due. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening record store day, <laughs> which you probably are not because you've tuned out by now, you've already been putting down too many different releases. Give us, give us reissues that we don't see in our dollar bins and right. our $2 bins. Or, you know, let people vote on it. Come up, with oh man, that would be five or ten releases, and throw it out there on social media as a survey. Although the logistics behind that might be ter- might be just terrifying to try to get rights for random stuff there. Yeah, but do it. What, yeah. What's it going to hurt? Yeah, poll your crowd. Call a friend as they used to do on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Phone a friend or like a poll the audience or whatever. Yeah, ask the audience. See what people are wanting to to be released because I guarantee a lot of guys will give you really cool ideas for stuff that 
that either A can't find or B is way too expensive. Like even something like that weird ass witchcraft coven album oh, gunner. Yeah. That would yeah. be a fucking killer record store day That's release. That's so niche too. That would but be you awesome. know if people saw that cover art, they'd be like, shit, I got to have that. Yeah. You stick that next to Electric Wizard, shit's True. going home with somebody. True. Yeah. So that's our two cents. For what it's worth. Buffalo Springfield. <laughs> you reissue that too. Before.